Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 101. 101. And today we're going to talk about the first of the appointed times out of Leviticus chapter 23 that God says, I want to meet with you. Now, this is not about a yearly celebration, but rather a weekly one. Do you know it is through the Bible that we learn that life has a beginning and an end, and we learn that we're not on an everlasting cycle, but God lets us renew ourselves, and He renews everything every 24 hours, and so God gives us a brand new beginning every 24 hours. And it's interesting that all of us have the same amount of time in a day. People say, well, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Well, now, sometimes emergencies get in the way, and sometimes there are circumstances beyond our control. But I want to tell you, friend, that most of us can control our hours because we prioritize what really means the most to us. And if you're not doing that, you need to just take some time, set aside some time, appoint some time to meet with God and to talk with Him about your priorities. Because many of us live under the tyranny of the urgent, and it is a horrible taskmaster. Lots of times we let urgent things and what we think are urgent take the place of important And so we need to center in on that which is important in life, that which is important to God. And whatever's important to God needs to be important to us. And God says, I want to meet with you every day. And so in the Bible, there were appointed times with God. In the evening where the day starts, the last thing that we need to do as we pillow our heads and rest and sleep is we need to thank God for the day because without Him, we wouldn't have made it through. And then the first thing we need to do when we wake in the morning is to thank God that He let us revive and stand again. That's where the term resurrection comes from, to stand again. We go into somewhat of a coma, into a restful state that God's designed to rest these physical, wearing out bodies of ours so that we can serve Him throughout the day. And then at noon, David said, King David, who was, I think, a pretty busy man, said, I am going to take time at noontime in the middle of the day to praise the Lord and to thank him for his goodness, his mercy, and his chesed toward us. And so that's exactly what he did. But you know, God gives us every seven days, God gives us a brand new beginning. And in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, the first of all the appointed times is not a yearly observance, it's a weekly observance. God said this in Leviticus 23, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The Moed of the Lord, the appointed times, the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. These are my moed, my appointed times, my feast, my festivals, and these are holy times. God says, uh, not that it's sad or boring or don't equate that with holy. 
because there is joy in the presence of the angels. There is rejoicing, and the angels sometimes are sent with the message of rejoicing. So don't think of holy as being sad and dour and dank. It's not that at all. It is being totally apart and separated unto God. And these days are for that purpose. They're for God. They belong to God. Do you know that you don't own your life and you don't own your time? You may think you do, but the Bible says, says that we are bought with a price and we need to glorify God in our body and in our spirit because we don't belong to ourselves. These days, these special times are set aside for God. And so the Bible says six days, this is Leviticus chapter 23 and verse three, six days shall you do work, but the seventh day is Shabbat of a solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work on it. It is the Shabbat of the Lord in all of your dwellings. And it's amazing that God said as part of the Ten Commandments, when he constituted the nation of Israel into a national entity, he said, I want you to work six days. And on the seventh day, I want you to rest and remember. Now, before we get to that, let me say a word about work. Now, I can tell you, God was not a part of a union, and he was not into labor disputes. God said that work is good. Before ever there was the fall into sin and the curse, God put Adam in the garden to tend it. And that was before the fall when he was absolutely perfect. The Lord Jesus was perfect. And he said, I need to work while it is day for the night is coming when no man will work. And he was sent to do the work that the father had put in his hand to do. Work is good. And we are always looking for leisure and retirement. There is nothing in the Bible about retirement. Unless you're talking about retirement where you can maybe cash in some of the money that you've been saving or whatever the case is to where you can serve the Lord in a better way. That's the only retirement that God knows anything about. God doesn't know anything about retiring and gallivanting all over the country and fishing all day and golfing all day. Now, you might think that's the thing to do, and if that's what God's called you to do, that's fine. But you need to be serving the Lord in a way that would honor him in every aspect of your life. God knows nothing of retirement. And people say to me all the time, well, pastor, you're doing more now than you've ever done. You're busier than you've ever been. I say, praise the Lord. I want to work until the day that the Lord takes me home. Because as long as I have breath, God has put a calling on my life to share the wonderful message of Jesus, the message of forgiveness and redemption, and to teach his people the word of God and to teach the next generation to honor God. You see, God put us here on purpose, and that is to work and to serve him and to honor and glorify his name in all that we do. And so God said, I want you to work six days, not four not five, but six. And if you're not working at your job, you need to be working at something else. It's good to have a day off. Yes. And the Lord said, I'm going to give you one day off a week. And I want you to do that and honor me and remember me. He said, I want you to rest. That means that on that day, you do something that you ordinarily don't do. And it has to do with worship. It's the Lord's day. It's the day that he set aside that you remember this. Remember, it was for rest, and it was also for remembrance. What would you remember? That God created the heaven and the earth. And that's why he said, I want you to remember that in six days, I created everything that there is, and on the seventh day, I rested. 
So God is really into this creation thing. You see, God is the creator of heaven and earth and the moon and the stars, the universe, everything that's in it. And he created you and me in his image. There's no such thing as this idea of evolution in the sense of atheistic, godless a transmutation where we evolved from some one cell amoeba or we evolved from and came from some chain of animations where we go from one to the other. No, there's there's nothing like that in the Bible. And that is moronish. That is unthinkable. You see, God created man according to what he said, and he either did or he didn't in his image. Sometimes people say to me, well, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, all you have to do is read the Bible. The chicken came first, and then it produced after its kind. People say, well, did God just make all the trees or did he make seedlings? He made the trees. Did he make Adam as a one cell and he evolved? No, God made him as a full grown man with the appearance of age. You see, God created the heaven and the earth with the appearance of age. He created Adam with the appearance of age as a full grown man in his full maturity, the best that he could be. And he created him with a full working mind. Well, he named all the animals. I can't even call them just the ones that I am familiar with. I forget what they're called sometimes. Adam had all of his faculties and he was the epitome of what a man should be. He created woman in his image. He created man in his image. He created the earth with the appearance of age. Well, architects can do that today. Surely the God of heaven can do it. And so he created all things with maturity and with the appearance of age. And then he said, now you are to procreate. God has given us the privilege of working with him in creation. And so he said, I want you to work six days. And on the seventh day, I want you to remember that I am the creator. Now in the book of Revelation four and five, when we are around the throne of God in heaven and we sing worthy is the lamb who redeemed us, that is only after we first praise God that he created us in his image. And all you have to do is read Revelation chapter four. And before the song of redemption is the song of creation. And when the Jewish people were given the order to remember and rest, they were told specifically to remember that God brought us into being and everything else. He is the creator and the sustainer of all of life. And God takes this creation thing very seriously. And it is the first step on the slippery slope that has brought our nation to its knees today because we've kicked God out of our educational system and the fear of God, giving God his right places the creator according to proverbs 1 7 is the beginning of true knowledge and to the degree that we leave god out of our knowledge base is the degree to which we are moronish we are fools we are ignorant and we have kicked god out of our education and made it totally materialistic and secularistic and because of that We are raising a generation that knows not God and does not honor him as God and professing ourselves to be wise, we have become fools. Take the day of the week that God has said, I want you to set aside one day a week to honor me, to remember me that I am the creator. We'll talk more about the first day of the week and worshiping of Jesus the Messiah in another podcast. But for right now, let's remember Shabbat. For on the way... This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. 
Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.